everybody, and welcome back. This week, Mary Sue, Michael, and Chuck sit down to talk to that representative of Verdant Acres and find out a bunch of information. Some might say too much information. Meanwhile, R.C. spies and follows said representative, and Balls is off-screen having her meeting from last week with the Mothers of Metahumanity folks. I do have some ideas for some cool stuff, but it's a little bit more than just a quick announcement, so expect some time and hopefully the next two weeks to have fun announcements. I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way and let you guys get to the episode, though. So last time, you guys made plans to go out and have a lunch business meeting with a representative from Verdant Acres. And during that time, Boz went over back to meet with Aldrin. That's where Boz is. I also remember you buying some Horizon News fake sins from Morgana. Mm-hmm. The location you guys were given for this meet is the Grey Line is in downtown off of Pier 63. It actually sits in the Puget Sound. And during high tide, the water comes up and actually touches the transparent walls of the lower dining area. So that this way you've got like sea life fish and stuff that come up outside, which kind of gives it some weird atmosphere. You guys have a lunch meeting there. The reservation is for Verdant Acres and company. What are you guys wearing and what are you arriving in? We're going to arrive in my car. I'm going to be dressed professionally in court gear, heels, skirt, blazer, blouse. Chuck's not exactly certain what to wear, so he puts on a button-up shirt and then his nice pair of jeans and then his hoodie over top in case he's not supposed to be dressy. Michael's wearing a set of jeans, boots, t-shirt, tool belt wrapped around his waist with various tables and doodads and tools and carrying a camera. How fancy of a camera did you get? I would say, since this is a temporary kind of invite-type deal, that he would be going for a middle-of-the-line camera, not something overly fancy, just because we don't know exactly what we're going to be getting into. So nothing that would confuse me with all the buttons on it, but enough that I could make a good recording. Is this something that you have rented, or did you actually go out and purchase this? I would have gone out and purchased it. Let's say that this meeting is for noon, 12 o'clock, right in the middle of lunch. Are you guys showing up early or are you guys showing up late? I'm for showing up exactly on time. RC, what's your game plan while these guys go into this meeting? Probably be parked about a block away. And I'm going to be plugged into an uh, flyspy. Here's the layout. So, hey, I'm in a flyspy overlooking the area from a fairly high distance. I just need to be able to see, you know, and identify vehicles. I would be communicating with Mary Sue and Chuck on what the people look like who come inside, if anyone, so I can mask them to their vehicle. So when they say, oh, it's Group of Four, I'm like, ah, Group of Four. They just got out of that Ford excursion or whatever. I should probably follow that when it leaves. Secondly, there's a flashby on Mary Sue's person. And lastly, I have a flashby on Dog Brain flying around my van. Just going to alert me if anything gets within 10 meters of it. And I have a shotgun nearby. Just in case. You know, just in case anyone wants to, you know, sell some Girl Scout cookies particularly aggressively. Chuck can also send his cyber eye feed to RC so that he can see who the people actually are. So when they come out, they'll be easier to follow. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's sick. So, yeah, I can immediately see them and, uh, you know, presumably use basic information like number, size, and relate that back to a vehicle that dumped out people not five seconds ago. So I take it then that you're showing up 20 to 30 minutes in advance of this meeting. Honestly, probably a good hour. I have nothing else to do. They're the ones doing everything. I can just chillax. I have you know, the tools I need to keep these flashbacks going in my van. 
Bag of chips, Krispy Kreme donuts, ready to rock. Can you give me a perception roll for the one that you are jumped into? I will just kind of hang on to that for the moment. When you guys arrive, you will find out that the rest of your party has already arrived and has been seated. The nice host will take you down through some tables. This place doesn't seem really busy. Probably does a lot more of the nighttime clientele, given as that's like, oh, look, here comes the water as high tide comes in, rather than in the middle of the day. So they take you down to a little table. Sitting there is a human gentleman, mid-30s, wearing a nice suit with some green accents to it. You know, straight, nice black, a little bit of green. His hair is very well done, clean-shaven. He's wearing glasses, which probably aren't for correcting his vision. Sitting in front of him is no plate, but he just has a comlink face down on the table and just a little glass of water. As he sees you guys approach, he will straighten himself up and stand up and look at you guys expectantly, happily, because here are the people that he is meeting and he's trying to put on a good face. And he will go around and shake hands as the host puts down a menu in front of the three of you and assists you into your seats. So it's just the one individual, a human man, that's it? Yep. And do we have a name for him? He will introduce himself as Malarius. Is his first name or his last name? That is the only name that he gives you. He'll sit down with you guys. He'll sit down himself. Please, whatever it is you wish to order, it's, it's on us for the meeting. Mary Soup, smile, shake hands, sit down. Smile remains on her face. Thank you so much. So wonderful for you to take the time out of your busy day to meet with us. He returns a bunch of other corporate niceties. Stuff that I'm sure Mary Sue is very familiar with, just as back in her old Paradynamics Human Resources days. Mm-hmm. She'll introduce herself as Mary. What does she introduce your two friends as? She is going to indicate towards Michael. She'll just present her hand towards him and say, this is my cameraman, and she'll look at him and wait for him to give a name. Tim. And this is our sound engineer again. Charlie. Hey, so where's the best place? You, you mind if I start the recording over here already? While your fervor is appreciated, please let us get to know each other a little bit. Yes, yes, Tim, he's, he's right. Let's just kind of work this out because, honestly, I, I really don't want all of our footage just to be here. So let's just save a little bit of it. All right. So, Malarious, we can get started after we order? Well, we would like very much to find out what it is that you are looking for as to see whether or not we are interested in accommodating said requests. After all, business can be a little competitive, and we are just looking out to protect ourselves, as much as it is anybody else who might be looking for secrets. Oh, no, I, I understand completely. And, and as you say, businesses can be competitive, so I would think you would really want to reset yourself, put yourself out there, let people know who you are and what you do. I'm not looking for anything proprietary at all. But you know what? Let's just, as you said, let's just, Ease into it. Verdant acres. You grow vegetables. Just tell us about that. So I don't know anything about actual <laughs> agriculture. I'm sure everybody is surprised. He will talk for a little bit about it. Some of the stuff that you guys have already found with your Googling, just kind of backing that up. After a couple of minutes, the waitress will start to come over. We'll order. Okay. A nice dandelion salad. Yes, it is a very elfy place. It features a lot of elven cuisine and seafood. So, vegetables. Got it. I'm just going to order a water. Well, I said seafood, too. Malarius does not order anything. Hmm. Chuck will get a club, like club sandwich, and water. 
Does Michael have any kind of feelings about this elfy food, or does he just kind of order? Michael's not ordering food. He's just getting water. He doesn't trust the elfy food. <sighs> elfy food is nothing more than a promissory note that real food is on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Malarius pauses while you guys place your orders. Waitress will leave, and he'll continue on talking about the company. Is there anything specific you are trying to get out of him at the moment? Because he is willing to speak on many things. So what Mary Sue is trying to do is to convey to him that she's done her research. She knows that they're in agriculture growing just vegetables. She knows that they're roughly three to 400 employees. She knows it's a mini arcology. She gets the uh, corporate structure. Everything that Chuck has found out, she's alluding to to him. So she's done her research. And as you guys go back and forth, he'll say, we are very excited to see how enthusiastic you are about our corporation. It seems that you have done a lot of research before coming to this meeting. Well, you know, absolutely. In our culture today, corporations are often seen as the big bad guy. And your corporate structure is different and you're doing a wonderful thing. You hire many different metatypes, even though you're located in Snohomish, which, you know, really speaks, I think, to a lot of people. And I think it's a feel-good story, and that's why we're really excited to get out there and start shooting and recording and letting people really see Verdant Acres for who they are, for the, the change in the world. I need you to roll something to pick up on something subtle when you said something. So with both of you getting four hits, when Mary Sue says that the corporations are always painted as the bad guy, You'll see a brief fracture in his appearance, as you guys are supposed to be here as Horizon people who are very... spin doctory. Yeah. Something about that coming from people that are supposed to be Horizon has set his hackles arise. Okay. Meanwhile, RC, you've gotten a picture of this guy, and you are able to go back through some of your fly spy feeds and find the vehicle that he came in on. It was a Dodge Xenon. It's a compact car. It says it hovers between ultra-cheap and environmentally friendly subcompact. It's the car of late teen and 20-something corporate brats. This is in a dark green. Would it be a forest green? It might be a verdant green. A verdant, uh, yes, indeed, yes. <laughs> I would like to get pictures of the plates. Any identifying numbers, I can. You are confident with your four hits that you got on your looking around roll earlier that unless something is significantly changed about this vehicle, you'll be able to find it and follow it pretty easily. After all, how many verdant green xenons are around, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you want to do anything while you're sitting out there or have further questions? If windows aren't tinted, I want to fly my flyspot and look into the car. You know, what do we see? Does he have any musical taste, clothing, gear, So with six hits, you're looking all over this car, right? If you didn't know any better, this would be sitting on a lot somewhere for somebody to buy. You don't see any soy burger wrappers inside. You don't see any receipts, cred sticks, data chips laying around. This is a brand new car or damn near, right? It is not a brand new car. It's a couple of years old. It has definitely seen mileage. There's not like any Cheeto does. I want to do some checking on the VIN numbers or foot plates or whatever method that car registration takes place in this particular century. I will let you roll that, and then we will come back to you in just a moment. Meanwhile, back inside, a couple of minutes have gone by. 
your food will be brought out to you. He'll make pleasant small talk while you guys have the opportunity to eat. As that begins to wrap up, he's going to pick up his comlink and take a data chip out of it and put it down and just sit that in front of him until the waitress or the busboy comes by and picks up your dirty dishes and asks you if you want anything for dessert. Politely decline. Nope. Chuck orders a um lava cake, yeah. They'll go away, come back with that. After which, Malarius will be happy to hand this data chip over. We're very protective of our internal affairs and structure. However, we do find this limited exposure could be very helpful to us and have prepared some information and some video and some interviews that we are happy to allow you to show. Well, I appreciate the work you guys put into it. Um, however, and I, I'll tell you right now, Malaris, I learned this back in college when I listened to a guest lecturer in journalism. He said it's, you know, always trust people, but always verify it. So I'm afraid we can't just take your little data chip with information on it. We have to actually see it for ourselves. Otherwise, you know, we're not really good journalists. So I can't just give the story you want to portray. We need to go in and find the story to portray. I'm sure it'll probably match up pretty close to what you've presented here on this chip. However, if we're going to do this story, we have to be on site. He'll take a very firm tone. We're sorry, but we just can't allow that. There are precautions and decontamination and outside influences that we are worried will bring damage to the brand. Hmm. You have a bunch of corporate stuff, right? Yeah. Do you want to roll a corporate stuff? Corporate bureaucracy? Sure. I'll edge it. While this conversation's happening, Chuck will also send a DNI to Mary Sue. If we can't get this, ask if we can get a follow-up meeting to go over details of what is on the chip. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can get a secure, you know, tour of specifically what we want from basing off the data. So with three hits on your corporate bureaucracy... This guy is going above and beyond. Obviously, corporations are going to not want to give away all of their secrets, not let through open tours and people just kind of walking around. But the firmness and level that this guy is just like, no admittance, is weird. Mm -hmm. It is weird. It doesn't make any sense. So she'll kind of look at Chuck and then look back at him. All right. Tell you what I'll do. I'll take this... uh, chip that you've prepared for us, and she's going to slide that over to Chuck. We'll review it. As long as you promise to give us a follow-up meeting to go over any questions we may have after viewing the material you've given us. As you guys are seemingly giving in to his demands, his demeanor shifts back to the very corporate, happy, appeasing. We will be happy to have a follow-up meeting to make sure that your news story is satisfactory to all parties concerned. Great. While she's talking, she would like to DNI to Mike about sensing this person. Yeah, I will. She'll look at Malaris and say, that's great. Also, I'm going to be blunt with you, Malaris. I don't want you to think I'm hiding anything from you here. But once we review this and we have our follow-up meeting to discuss any questions, I'm just going to let you know that we may decide that because of the lack of cooperation that I'm personally seeing, after that second meeting, if it doesn't get any better, We may just scrap it entirely and possibly go to, and she'll name one of the several local competitors that Chuck has already found. 
I'm actually just looking around the entire lower floor that we are on. He just happens to be in my purview. I'm not trying to like dig in and see what, if he has spells on him or whatnot. I'm just looking around to see what's going on around. Michael, as you go to ascend to this guy, you're going to see an aura of just a normal, mundane dude that has a little bit of augmentation to it. Mostly headwear and then a little bit of overbody stuff. But you quickly push that aside and see something else underneath of that. Gonna dramatically cut back outside to RC doing some Googling while those guys are eating and probably won't bring you a doggy bag. What are you trying to find out about this car? Because you got a giant pile of hits on it, right? Oh, yeah. Who's it registered to? It is registered as a corporate car to Verdant Acres. Like, they're the people on the... I guess it would still be a title. I don't know if they would change that in the in the future. Okay, so they do own the car. Yeah, and from what you can find, just kind of publicly available, they have owned the car for several years, more or less since it was new. I can't think of how much except beyond, I don't know, any kind of service record, any kind of wrecks, or, you know, I mean, they bought a new car, they've owned a new car, that's it. So You can see that it's last inspection or whatever that you can find. The number of miles on it is very low. It has not been driven a whole lot, probably just to and from places like what you currently are dealing Okay, well, I'm going to definitely uh, attach a flashby to a discreet locale. Just like under the bumper or something? Sounds legit. Do you want to go ahead and roll me a sneaking for how hard it will be to find underneath the vehicle? Michael, I'm going to need you to roll a composure roll. I'm just going to make the assumption that all of his cyberware, headware stuff is also slaved to the host. You don't see anything. So there is no cyber, it's all bio probably. I'm assuming Michael would have messaged that he saw. We'll find out. Three successes. Because as you see his astral form there and you start to kind of push your way through it, recognizing it as a shell or a mask that is covering him, you will see something that you had hoped not to see ever again. But underneath of his shell is a humanoid shape. Its head has two antennas sticking out of it. Its eyes are gone and replaced with large, multifaceted, segmented black spots. Its mouth kind of comes down into little pincers, and then it begins to meld into a person. He's shaken, realizing he's still on a job, though. So he's kind of holding back the charge of electricity that seems to instantly surge down to his hand. He's going to keep trying to get Mary Sue's attention. If you D&I her, you're going to get her attention. Mike isn't thinking about that right now. What is Michael doing that might get her attention? My leg will bump against hers, and then I'll just kind of mumble. You know, I really wish I was back in Chicago. Mary Sue will kind of look at him a little oddly, and, uh, I mean, she does realize what she just asked him to do, and he seems a little weird now. So I think Mary Sue's going to move into wrapping up the meeting quick kind of a thing, politely, and say, you know, it seems like we've got our arrangement. We're going to review the data chip. We're going to contact you if we would like a second meeting. Is there any other questions? I have the question of, could you roll me some corporate etiquette? Because this is, oh, shit, we got to go, and we weren't planning on going. He's going to pick up on what you're putting down, but he's also going to smell a little bit of like, uh, something happened, something 
like he's not privy to all of your communications and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But something changed, and all of a sudden you're trying to wrap up this meeting. He's going to let you go. But, oh, of course, of course, we all have places we need to be. And he will rise and begin to go around shaking your hands, thanking you guys for the meeting. He looks forward to further blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Does anybody not shake his hand? No, I shake his hand. Mike will not shake his hand. Chuck first apologizes as he's filling his mouth with lava cake as quickly as possible and shakes his hand. No, no, no. No, go slow on the lava cake, dude. We gotta stay. <laughs> no rush. Malarius can go. We can stay and finish your cake. And maybe those are the words that kind of like really tweak him to like, oh, they don't like me. He will let his hand hang there for a second as Michael refuses to shake. Michael will rise. He'll be reaching into his jacket for a cigar. He's not going to light it yet because he's inside a building and elf sensibilities and whatnot. But uh, he'll start tapping it against the uh, video recorder. Mike's not letting his eyes go of this guy. Just kind of like pat in your pockets looking for your lighter just to avoid touching this guy. Uh Uh-huh. He'll give you a long look as you're playing that while his hand is sitting there before taking his hand away and kind of getting the read of the room. He'll pull a credit stick from his pocket and put it on the table and begin to leave. Mike watches him leave. He'll stop on the way out to let the waitress know that he left the credit stick on the table. So he like turns back and sees you staring at him and then he will head out. RC, you will see the guy that they just had a meeting with. Uh, you will see his car begin to move the head over towards the pickup place. You will see him come out. He gets into the back seat and it begins driving off, obviously automated, presumably back towards Verdant Acres. Do you want to try and follow it with your car or are you just going to? I may follow behind, have my van follow it, at, you know, a three or four or five block distance just within range of the flashback. Yeah. I will pull back out of my own flashback, bring him back home, the other one that circled the van, follow for a bit. You've got this one on there, so you can always, like, you know exactly where it is, because your other fly spy is physically on the vehicle. I don't feel the need to be any closer than two blocks. Are you guys inside? What you doing? After he leaves, we are going to have a conversation at the table. So, um, what the frag, Mike? Um, subtle much? What's going on? Yeah, Mike. Turn my head, looking back at you guys. It looks like there's an infestation. I thought I left the bugs in Chicago. He looks back towards the front door and starts walking towards it, putting the cigar in his mouth. So you just got it from the table and is walking away now? Yep. Can we get a better explanation? All right, let's just, let's just follow him out. Let's just go. Can I- get your cake. Get your cake. Let's go. I bring the cake to like the bar or whatever. Can I get this like packaged quickly? Sure, sure. Of course. The bartender or whatever will go grab a container. Thanks. Thanks. Sorry about that. Have a good day. Head out to the car, and once we're all inside, it'll be, Mike, what's what's going on? Okay. Um, you guys know what bugs are. Insects. Oh. Infestation. They take over a human host, and then they multiply. Very so look at Mike and think, yes, we've, we've talked about that. He was one. I mean, they, did, they came from Chicago or something? I don't know. But if they're, if they have an arcology here that they're taking over, that's a hive. That's problems. Like more than just normal. That's 
that's get get out the tactical nuke. Yeah. All right. Well, can't we? I mean, we'll just let Firewatch know. I mean, it's around the news all the time that they burn down hives. Yeah, but you got to prove it to them. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not what we're getting paid to do. So. Let's just open up communications to RC now so he can be included in this conversation. I'm not going to go walking into a hive to put some seeds in there. I, I'm ready to go back to the, the senior, give him his seeds back and tell him to hire somebody else. Mary, they could be, if this is their spokesman for doing it, it might not be the entire place. They may be innocent people in there that are getting ready to be used as food. That's the problem I'm dealing with. It's not the five of us against what could be, what, a couple hundred? If we're talking just half the place? Do you think uh, that we can do that? Multiply. Do you want to see me walk in there? No. I'm having a hard enough time with the concept of walking in there myself. And I've dealt with them. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're, you're a drake, right? If you walk in, like, can a bug take over a drake? So you might be immune. Mary Sue is going to level the dirtiest look at Chuck right now. Like, I can't believe you just said that. So, sorry. 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 And she'll look back to Mike. <laughs> so, again, I don't really want to walk in there and face bugs. If your stories of Chicago are anything like what we can expect, I don't want any of us walking in there. It's a no-win situation. We can let somebody know. We can tell somebody. We can leak it. I don't know. But I'm not walking in there. We need to talk, everybody. We all need to get together and talk and figure out what our next steps are going to be with this. I agree. I don't want to go in there either. Not with dealing with all of the grief that I had from Chicago and now this possible entire arcology being an issue. RC, what do you think? <sighs> um, if this is a bug, this is terrifying. And I don't see why we should have to deal with it entirely ourselves. Hell, maybe Firewatch can help us. You know, they get a big raid, a bunch of guys show up with, I don't know, flamethrowers, rocket launchers. Also, for what it's worth, I feel a lot better about screwing over the American farmer when uh, the American farmer is a giant roach. My only concern is, as it stands, whether or not the arcology, this mini arcology, whatever you want to call it, Verdant Acres, whatever it is, knows that he's a bug and they sent him here because they're bugs as well, or if they don't know that he's a bug. It could be just one person. That's how it starts. Well, either way, if we call in the, you know, the Federalis, it's going to be a shit show, and they're going to look for that guy, and they're going to check everybody else. So I'm just saying it would be mass chaos and confusion either way, right? That's a good question. See? So are we all agreed we're not, we're not going in there? Maybe. Maybe? Well, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm sorry. Are you getting paid enough money? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I don't go in. Yeah, I'll shut up. Yeah, that's right. I'm in the van. Like, my drones may go in, but I think drones are fairly... I'm not, like, super up on my magic, but I, I feel like drones will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Mary Sue's going to look at Mike. You know Boz is going to want to go in. Well, I don't know. That's... If we were to go in, it would have to be a very tight, tight window of not screwing around. And, yeah, you're right. We can't just go in. Uh, the auspices of being happy, friendly people because they'll take us in the closet and make us all buggers or some kind of crap. I, I don't know how it works, but I want to find out. All right. So I guess we need all of us to get together and talk about what we want to do and what our options are. Do we want to go back to the Johnson and just give him the seeds back and say, forget it? Do we want to try to do it? I kind of, I don't know. 
We need to get with Vaz, and we need to figure out what we want to do, what kind of risk we want to take, and who wants to take. Barry Sue, can you drive me by this arcology place? Okay. Let's all go for a ride to Bugtown. Okay. No, I'm not going to Chicago. I just want to <laughs> drive by, not go inside. That's Bug City. Not even go this anywhere near the entrance of the place. I just need to get better eyes on this. She'll set it in the grid guide to let's go for a ride. While Chuck continues to eat his chocolate lava cake in the back seat, you better not get any crumbs. Maybe we should let the Johnson know, by the way. Give him a call. But the Johnson may not know it's a bugs. We would tell them, hey, like, what are you trying to accomplish? This is a bunch of bugs. You give us sort of like what the plan is and maybe we can make it work. Mind the firewatch is involved. I think that's pertinent information. And if they don't seem surprised, we should be kind of pissed. Hmm. Doesn't it seem kind of weird that we suddenly get a job to go do a thing and, oh, by the way, the happy farmers are actually roach people. That seems a bit shady. All right. So we're all three of us are in a vehicle. We're headed towards Verdant Acres. And RC's already following the car, right? That's correct. Michael, did you want to do a lot of stuff by Verdant Acres? No, I'm going to do a drive-by while a sensing, look in the astral, whatever you want to end up calling it, just so I see if this building is an actual hive. Sure. You guys will do a quick drive-by, roll down the window. Go ahead and roll me your ascensing roll. With four hits on your ascensing roll, you're going to notice that the astral here is very strong because inside the building there's a lot of stuff growing. All the plants contribute to the astral, all of the people that are inside there, that kind of thing. And it's not so big as to be dwarfing its astral impact. However, as you're kind of looking at the little astral wisps and tendrils and that kind of stuff, you're not going to get any taste of that bug. Okay, so the basically the area around it seems to be overpowering the bug, or bug residue, if you will. Perhaps. Then I'll relay that to Mary Sue and, and Chuck, that there doesn't seem to be any bug essence here, per se. But it could be because of all of the vegetation that's growing and giving off its own energy. Well, didn't Chuck say there were basement levels? Uh, yeah, there's three to five basement levels. We're not 100% sure, but at least three. And I wouldn't be able to see into that. Okay, so we have three to five basement levels that you can't see into. That could all be bug, right? Very much so. Okay. And with that, I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap it up so that you guys can have a conversation with Boz. Because mm-hmm. while you were driving over there, I'm sure that that's around the time that Boz is little, hey, you should look into this stuff. you guys were given for this meet. Uh, since I know you're going to ask me for a name of it, let me just go ahead and find my name generator. <laughs> oh, good. It has a English or French. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just use the, the fancy place I always use. The place? No. It would be really <laughs> weird if they sent you to your fixer's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, 
No, this is a canon place that actually exists. It's called the Grey Line. <laughs> just in case. You know, just in case anyone wants to, you know, sell some Girl Scout cookies particularly aggressively. Yo, I had a nurse come by while I was on lunch. She's like, hey, you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies? And I was like, get away from me, foul temptress. <laughs> just eat. Them Samoas, though. Right? I know. The Jason Momoa Samoa. So. <laughs> he will introduce himself as Malarius. I'm sorry, what? So I'm spelling it out. Yeah, please, because... Random name generators. Malarius? Yeah. Is his first name or his last name? That is the only name that he gives you. Malarius. Okay. There's the spelling. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something you get in Vegas and don't tell anybody about. <laughs> or it's like, oh, I went to thank you, Facebook, for the notification. <laughs> it's like, oh, I went over to Africa and I got the Malarius. <laughs> okay. Apparently it means beekeeper. Okay. Wow, you just like fuck the game up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know anything about actual <laughs> agriculture. I'm sure everybody is surprised. <laughs> so. <laughs> instead, just, just find a buzzword generator. Find a buzzword generator and just say all those and then with food or agriculture mixed in. Just rapid fire interject things like synergy, tomato, <laughs> progress, cucumber. Farm to table. Farm to table. Farm to table. Locally resor- locally sourced, owned and operated. Community driven. Farm to table. Okay. <laughs> I need you to roll something to pick up on something subtle when you said something. Okay. What would you like me to roll? So... Etiquette? It could be etiquette, it could be a judge intentions, or it could just be a perception test with a higher threshold. And any of you guys can attempt this roll. So, can I do etiquette with corporate spec? Sure. Okie dokie. I will roll that. I got four hits on judge intentions. I got four hits on on my uh, etiquette corporate does he have any musical taste, clothing, gear? Do you want to give me another roll just to see how much you can see in here? Uh, another e-war sensing? Sure. Yeah, another sensor operations as you fly around. Apparently you just run up with your shotgun, break the window, and then send your flies by in, right? That's, that's, how, that's, how, you, that's how you spy. <laughs> It'll get his attention real quick, right? Sure, you want to just do some Googling? Yes, I want to do some Googling. No, actually it's Bing, because they... they fun fact, Bing wins. There you go, everybody. That's the feature. <laughs> it's the hardcore lore we come here for, right? Exactly. Chuck orders a, um... What is it called? I have a souffle. It'll take 20 minutes. What is it? A volcano cake? Or whatever? Is that a thing? Oh, oh yeah. A lava cake? Lava cake, yeah. Lava cake. With the, with the chocolate in the middle and the... Yeah, uh, exactly. And real, real ice cream, not soy cream. Uh huh. Okay. We may just scrap it entirely and possibly go to, and she'll name one of the several local competitors that Chuck has already found. Are you trying to like intimidate this guy? No, I'm not trying to intimidate. I'm just saying. I was going to intimidate. I would just have Mike just put him in a chokehold, walk him out the restaurant, and pay off the hostess. And (laughs) I'm not doing that. Remember what happened when you tried to get Boz the sucker punch a dude? 
I know, but now Boz is in here, so I would go for Mike. That's so fucking racist. <laughs> uh, uh, can I can I just go over to RC's car instead? Why? He's a better driver. Excuse me? Chuck, go ahead, but go, go right ahead. What? All right, thanks. Open the door. What? Run over to RC's. It's great guide. RC isn't around. He drove off to, f- to stay within range of their car. That's right. You're stuck with me. See you in the edit button land. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is awesome. Fix it in post. I, I was know just why you really wanted that out of the car. Tell Mary Sue to drive off. It's okay. No, I know exactly why he oh, wants yeah. out of that car. He's stuck with me. Well, and me. Keep saying things to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> like words or sentences. <laughs> As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Potamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast any official capacity whatsoever music and sound effects are provided by sirenscape and i don't think i need to add anything else so this is oz from beamberger media sound effects provided by freesound.org and by sirenscape background music in the gray line was with a stamp by twin musicom can be found by searching youtube for no copyright coffeehouse jazz outtakes tune as always is eponema daydream by bird creek royalty free can also be found on youtube all sounds and tunes are attributed under the creative commons license Find a buzzword generator and just say all those and then with food or agriculture mixed in. Just The agriculture community is increasingly focused on areas such as climate change, carbon sequestration, soil health, biodiversity, and water quality and quantity. Those practices focus on increasing soil organic matter, improving animal welfare, and providing economic stability and fairness for growers, ranchers, and workers. Other regenerative programs may not require the organic baseline, but still have a strong focus on things like soil health, biodiversity, and animal welfare practices.